0: Fair memories. Each summer, Acomac County held two fairs, one at Tasley and the other at Keller. At both fairs, there were many agricultural exhibits and the farmers were encouraged to bring their produce as well as their livestock. The ladies were also asked to contribute to the exhibits. They would bring canned goods, preserves, cakes, pies, pickles, quilts, and all kinds of handwork. A few days before the public opening of the fair, judges would decide which articles, produce, or livestock deserved a prize. Brightly colored ribbons were awarded to the first, second, and third place winners in each category, and a token cash award was given with each ribbon. Although the monetary value was not large, the fun of competing brought out hundreds of entries. When I was seven, Mother took Margaret and me to Tasley for our first visit to a fair. Dad hitched Old Bill to the buggy and drove us to Bloxham Station so we could catch the excursion train to Tasley. This was a special train that ran from Pocomoke City, Maryland, down to Tasley, Virginia, stopping all along the way at every small station to pick up eager families who were out for a red-letter day at the fair. We caught the train at nine o'clock and expected to be back home before dark. Dad would take care of the younger children and also meet the returning train at Bluxam in the late afternoon. What a day it was, a ride on a real train. The old steam engine huffed and puffed along, sending out clouds of steam, smoke, and soot. The engineer blew his sharp, piercing whistle at every station. The bell clanged a warning as the conductor yelled, All aboard! We stopped at Hopeton, Parksley, and Greenbush, and in no time at all, we were at Tasley. We followed the crowd down the dusty dirt road to the fairgrounds, paid our admissions, and there before us was a whole new world just waiting for us to explore. We went to the main exhibition hall first, for we wanted to see if anyone we knew had won a prize. And yes, my sister, Lois Parks, had won three first places for her fig, strawberry, and golden peach preserves. She also won a second place ribbon for her rich chocolate cake. Many women Mother knew had won prizes for their canned or baked goods, and she was happy for them. although. She never took time to enter the competition herself. We walked by the fruit and vegetable displays and everything looked just perfect, like a picture from a fancy calendar. Flaxen straw baskets held rosy red wine saps, bright wed Jonathans and golden amber pears. Smaller baskets were filled with deep purple grapes and small brown seckel pears. Most of the watermelons, resting on beds of straw, were large and oblong with a light green skin and darker green stripes like those we had on the farm, but a few were round with a dark green rind. I had never seen any melons like them. Dark, glossy purple eggplants shared a shelf with light green slender cucumbers while purple top turnips and light orange rutabagas reminded me of the crops we raised on the farm. Sweet potatoes and yams in small baskets stood side by side with tasty hamans, while white potatoes, or Irish potatoes as some called them, were shown in many different varieties. I especially noticed a basket of red Irish potatoes, which we later learned were called red bliss. Jars of preserves, jams, and jellies lined the shelves and created a rainbow of colors for the eye to enjoy. Damson preserves, long an Eastern Shore favorite, were dark indigo, while pear honey seemed silvery white. From strawberry pink to quince gold, all of them seemed to say, taste me. Mason jars of vegetables too decorated the shelves, tomatoes, corn, green snap peas, dill pickles, whole cucumber pickles, confetti-colored chow chow, even pickled onions and cauliflower. Beyond them stretched the baked goods, cakes and pies and breads, so proudly displayed by the ladies of the Eastern Shore. My favorite cake was a golden three-layer Rocky Mountain with a thick filling of fruits and nuts, sprinkled all over with snowy white coconut and decorated with pecan halves. Margaret's favorite was a black walnut four layer cake with its dark chocolate icing piled high. Mother admired the pies and decided she would make us a deep lemon pie with two inch high meringue soon. The sweet rolls, loaf bread, baking powder, and beaten biscuits were each and every one perfect. All this delicious food made me wish that someday I could be one of the judges. Almost reluctantly, we moved down the hall to see what else the ladies had brought. Several dozen quilts were hung so that people could see the designs. Most of the quilts were patchwork in elaborate designs and intricate patterns such as nine diamond, log cabin, turkey tracks, Dresden plate, and state house steps. Only a few quilts had been appliqued. I still remember one of these. With its pink and rose tulips and its pale green leaves, it had won a first prize. Next, we paid a short visit to the livestock area. As we knew, Dad would want to know who had won the first prizes. Virtually the only thing I remember from this section was a Poland-China pig with a lot of little babies. All around were other pens of mahogany-colored duroc jerseys, huge hampshires with neat white collars, and several additional breeds that I was not familiar with. We took a few minutes to look at the howl, horses, cows, and sheep, but since we were not especially interested, we decided to have dinner. A special tent had been set up and filled with long wooden tables made from unfinished boards crude wooden benches had been placed along the tables for the benefit of the fairgoers goers who had brought their lunches mother had packed us a fine lunch but i was too excited and do not remember a thing we ate as soon as lunch was over we strolled through the long building where merchants displayed their wares a builder offered us plans for a new home and gave margaret and me a 12 inch ruler to use in school Mr. Thomas Young from Parksley had brought several of his pianos to the fair. We stopped by to say hello, as we knew him personally, and he gave us each a bright yellow pencil. A man who sold furniture had a new box called a refrigerator, and he gave us a fine book of recipes. Several men handed out small notebooks. Others were advertising food products and had samples to give away. Margaret and I collected small boxes of cereal, spices, coconut, dried fruit, tea, and noodles. Finally, someone gave us a shopping bag in which to carry our loot. We walked by the sideshows, but did not go in any of them. I watched the merry-go-round and the Ferris wheel, but we soon left the midway area to stand by the fence that separated the regular fairgrounds from the racetrack we were just in time to watch the last three sulky races. The horses were beautiful and spirited and could run like the wind. After the races came time for the free show of the afternoon, so we stayed close beside the fence. When the show was over, we just had time to walk by the souvenir stands before hurrying back to Tasley Depot to catch our train for Bloxham. I could not decide what souvenir to buy, as everything on display was something pretty. The jewelry stands had gold-colored rings, bracelets, and necklaces with shiny stones that looked like rubies and emeralds. I did not notice that the jewelry was cheap and tawdry, nor that the stones were only glass. I finally bought a tiny parasol of pink and blue Japanese silk that opened just like a real parasol. I attended other fairs after this one, many other fairs up and down the shore, but none are engraved in my memory as is that first county fair that I ever attended. It brought joy and delight into my life like a Christmas morning, a day of surprises and satisfaction that lingered in my dreams.